Welcome to the very first episode of Everyday Thin Places. I'm Rachel Gallagher, and I'm an interfaith hospice chaplain. And I'm Elizabeth Ferrasso, and I'm a birth doula. And in each episode of Everyday Thin Places, we draw from our experiences supporting birthing people and dying people to explore with authenticity, honesty, and humor how we can all become more truly living people. Hey, Rachel. Um, did we totally blow this before we even got started <laughs> by choosing a core concept and a name for our podcast that we thought would be more widely recognized when it turns out that most people have not really ever even heard of the phrase thin places? I hope not. I hope. Well, I, I mean, my big fear is, are people going to think that we're a diet podcast? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we are not a diet podcast. We are not a diet podcast, and we did get some pretty interesting answers when we put out a call for people to share what they thought thin places might mean. Take a listen. What do you think of when you hear thin places? Say what? (laughs) I'm thinking it's like a space you have to try to squeeze through, like, ooh, that's a thin space. I'm going to have to suck in. A place where they would only let thin people bleed? Be? Eliza, what do you think of when you hear the words thin places? The hallway. Hannon, what is a thin space? It's up in space, I think. Thin places. But it sounds to me like it's something that are like border. Something on the border where it's uncertain and there's not a lot of substance. So what do you think thin places means? Like maybe somewhere that you don't really know about or something like that. Skinny places. Yeah. What does that mean though? Places that are the states or countries that are thin. What do you think of when you hear the words thin places? Uh, Jenny Craig? It means when places can be thin and and when, they, and when their homes are thin. I think thin places are places that don't have a whole lot of substance. Places that are easy to see through. Reminds me of myself. That you yourself are a thin place? Yeah, I'm, I'm a th- one of the thinnest things on earth. <laughs> I think a place that's thin, like a place that has like very thin air, what I would think of is a place that is somehow uh, scary or void or has trepidation in it. So what do you think thin places means? Maybe thin rocks? Okay. I don't know. I was thinking maybe about um, places where there's only a little bit of room and not much of anything. Like, that's what I think. Any okay. other ideas? Mm, no, not really. So I think 
this quote does a good job setting our listeners in the right direction. And it comes from a New York Times article written by cultured traveler Eric Weiner. And this is what he says. He says, thin places is admittedly an odd term. One could be forgiven for thinking that thin places describe skinny nations, see Chile, or perhaps cities populated by thin people, see Los Angeles. <laughs> now, thin places are much deeper than that. They are locales where the distance between heaven and earth collapses, and we're able to catch glimpses of the divine, or the transcendent, or as I like to think of it, the infinite whatever. So... If this cultured traveler realizes that he needs to extend grace and an explanation to New York Times readers, our listeners surely shouldn't feel bad for not being familiar with the concept of thin places. Um, but let's pick up and, and let's explain a little bit more about what thin places means and where this phrase came from. Sure. So based on our research, thin places is a phrase that's borrowed from Celtic spirituality. For the Celts, there were certain geographic places that they considered especially sacred, places that they called thin because the veil that typically separates all of the ordinary physical parts of reality from the extraordinary metaphysical and unseen parts of reality is transparent. So if ordinary life is like thick walls that keep people task-oriented, disenchanted, or dull, then thin places are like a window or even a magic mirror where you get to peek into a world of great mystery, awe, and inspiration. Now, if we really thought that the Celts had a corner on this and that the only way for people to experience the wonder of thin places was to go to these geographic locations... I think this might be our first and last episode. Mm, that'd be sad. <laughs> but don't worry, because we can borrow this concept from the Celts, and we can apply it not to just physical places, but points in time, in the human experience. We find that there are opportunities every day to experience life's thin places. So thin places might be physical places you can experience this sense of delight, mystery, and profound connection, but they might also be big or even small moments of life where the ordinary is subverted by a sense of awe. Yeah. You know, another thing I really like about this idea of thin places, and I'm going to use a word I really love, I'm going to say that it has a nimble quality, is that... Thin places are accessible to people from all walks of life. It's not just for the Celts who lived from about 500 to 1,000 in the Common Era, um, but it ended up being one of the many beautiful parts of that Celtic culture that was adopted by the Christians who came to that area later on. And today it's a concept that's embraced by people of many faiths. Thin places are experienced by professional religious folks like monks and nuns and imams and rabbis, but thin places are equally experienced by the everyday religious person, by the spiritual but not religious person, by agnostics, by atheists, by doubters. It's not just for a certain class or a certain ethnicity. I really think that thin places is a universal concept. It's something that when we experience it, we feel all the more connected to all people and maybe even to all living things. 
That's amazing to think about. So that's the history of this idea of thin places. But I think it might be helpful to talk about some more examples of what it's like to notice and to acknowledge thin places in time and space. Sure. Here's one that anybody can experience any day. It's that sense of hope that we feel when light from the rising sun starts to turn the horizon the littlest shade of pink. But most of the sky is still that blue-black. And when the silence of that twilight hour makes you feel completely alone, yet utterly connected to the whole of creation. I think it's like standing on the shoreline and letting the waves lap over your feet, watching the the receding water go back and forth. And where you aren't in the water or even really on the land, but you're just enjoying that perfect in-between of the threshold where water meets dry land. That's where you'll find me. I don't like to get in too deep where there's living things, but right there on that threshold is perfect. Um, Another thing is it's that first crisp, cool evening when fall is approaching and when you revel in the comfort and the warmth of your favorite sweatshirt and you know that there's still going to be hot days ahead before fall takes over entirely. But that reminder that seasons are changing and that nature's about to show off her finest colors just creates that stir inside of you. And here's a bigger one. Um, it's that m- woman who is swaying and moaning under the power of her body's contractions. She's held in loving support by the people around her who offer her a loving touch, a cold cloth, and a reminder that she's moving ever closer to meeting her baby face-to-face for the first time. Oh, I get chills when I think about that. I'm reminded of you know, being in the room where a quiet vigil is being held beside a bed where a man's weary body prepares to take its final breaths. And loved ones gather and pause to remember the laughter, the tears, the accomplishments, and the simple moments that have all led up to this sacred time. So I think that points out the way that we both came to understand Mm -hmm. and savor this concept of thin places. It was through our experiences with people during some really big moments of life. Birth and death are two of the only truly universal human experiences, yet we often think of them as painful, frightening, and best kept behind closed doors. At least society thinks of them that way. Birth and death have a way of slowing everything down, though, bringing the most important things about life into laser focus. When people are going through birth and death, they aren't typically thinking about their resume or deadlines or their image or suppressing their emotions in order to seem like they have it all together. Birth and death are thin places because they reveal our most essential selves. They unveil the most deeply beautiful aspects of the human experience. And in birth as in death, people are their most vulnerable selves. The lesser things of life are stripped away and they make room for one's truest self to step forward. 
Yeah, so Rachel, you and I have, have spent a lot of time behind those closed doors that a lot of people don't see. And in those places, we've experienced that wonder and that delight of thin places. But people have a lot of different feelings about birth and death. I know there's other weirdos like us who find the topics totally invigorating. <laughs> um, some people, though, they're going to find topics of birth and death terrifying. Some people might feel indifferent about birth and death if it's not something that has to do with their own present everyday life. Um, And so I guess because as hosts of this podcast, being a doula and being a hospice chaplain, people are wondering, is this a podcast about birth and about death? And maybe they're thinking, are you two going to be talking about placentas and ventilators and things like that all the time? Um, And the answer is, no, we're not going to be talking about placentas and ventilators all the time. But Yes, this is a podcast about birth and death, sort of, but really, no, it's it's not a podcast that's just about the literal bookends of life. It's a podcast that's about all of life, about all the days that we get to live between those two thresholds. But because we're experts at birth and at death, I think that we both see little deaths and little births throughout all of the ordinary moments of life. I think that's why we notice, hey, wait, I think this is a thin place. I I think I can experience something really sacred here when we're going through just an ordinary life experience. Because we're tuned into perceiving all of the rich qualities of birth and death when we see them in everyday life. Um, so, for example, we talked about the sunrise. Let's. What about the sunset? Hmm. The sunset is it's kind of like a little death and a little birth. A day's ending, and we're saying goodbye. Maybe we feel a sense of relief. Maybe we feel a sense of grief about that day being over. But we're saying hello to the new beginning of the nighttime hours and all that that holds. And I feel this really profoundly when I'm tucking my kids into bed at night. It's sort of like a little death that... My time with them is over for that day, for better or for worse, that day is done. Um, and sometimes I experience that as a thin place where, you know, I'm laying in bed with them and all of a sudden I think, oh my God, they're so big. They're so grown. No lie, I, just, I felt this uh, the other day laying with one of my children who I will not reveal by age or gender or name to protect <laughs> them. Um, but laying with this child, snuggling and thinking, oh my goodness, I this child's armpit smells like a stinky adult man. <laughs> and how can this be? Because I was just changing stinky diapers not that long ago. And now, now we have this grown child. And Um, it just feels so bittersweet. It makes me feel bittersweet about that passage of time and of things changing. But it's also a little birth um, because I'm watching my little humans grow into new adventures and new possibilities. It's also a birth because when they go to bed, it's the beginning of my precious little chunk of time each night to just be a wife and to just be a junk TV watcher and to be an Aldi animal cookie eater. And I don't have to share them with anyone else. That's a a good birth. You're a junk TV watcher. I'm a junk TV watcher. I don't want to brag, but some of my closest people might even call me a junk TV aficionado. I I will I will secede that title to you. Absolutely. (laughs) Seriously, though, I totally get that. I feel that most when I'm spending time with friends who have moved away. 
toward the end of our time together, I can't help but feel like I am mourning this little death of our time spent together. I start to, you know, really dwell on that death. Um, But I also feel that sensation of a little birth when I inevitably bring up when we're going to get to see Mm -hmm. each other again and what we're going to do the next time we get to catch up. It's death and birth. Yeah. So really, all day, every day, we are all experiencing change, big change or little change. Things are ending. Things are beginning. And our posture towards those things, whether they undo us or whether they just make us notice how amazing it is to be a human and to be alive, to me, that's the difference between savoring or missing out on life's everyday thin places. I am really excited to share something. So a friend of mine that's also a chaplain um, has been thinking about this topic for years and years, and she was kind enough to share a poem that she wrote about this very topic. And I think her words beautifully describe what we're hoping to dig into on this podcast. So I'd love to share that. Um, This is called A Thin Place by Julie Prey. This is a thin place where only the most transparent membrane separates us into the living and the dead, the breathing and the spirit, the waiting, the fulfilled. Tired eyes and limbs strain to cross the boundary, to see beyond, to touch beyond, to walk in the place beyond. This thin place where we meet and where we live As we touch the edge, pressed into the elastic division, our reaching shapes the contours of the end of where we are and the beginning of what we hope for. As naked as we can be, as desperate as we ever were, we soak up divine attention, oozing through the pores of a thin place such as this. It's really beautiful. Um, I'm glad that there's poets in the world who can put together words so beautifully. Um, Meanwhile, I'm here starting a podcast with my good friend because I actually cannot share words in a written form without an embarrassing number of typos. Like I, I can't put a Facebook status up there without multiple typos. Um, But I hope that our voices and our stories and our experiences will be like poetry to the ears of our listeners. So you want to give that a little try? I'd love to. All right. It's Stonehenge and the summit of Mount Everest. It's Christmas morning. It's your child's first day of kindergarten. And it's the first dance at a wedding. It's the call to prayer in Mecca. It's standing up on a surfboard for the first time. It's that dreamy moment between sleeping and waking up when you're still trying to figure out if your dream was real or not. It's the magic of lighting a candle, whether you're lighting it to pray or whether you're lighting it to place into a cake. It's discovering common ground with a stranger. It's recording your first podcast. Yes. 
Our hope in putting our words out into the digital universe is that listeners will be encouraged to search for their own everyday thin places. We have some big plans for upcoming topics, guests, and even series that will explore the thin places of life. And yes, we will talk about birth and death, but we will also talk about so much more. And we're really excited to hear from other voices about how they've experienced thin places. Just you wait until you hear about the guests that we have lined up. They have so much to offer, and you don't want to miss out on what they have to share. And we want to hear from you. We are podcasters now. Mm -hmm. So would you do us a big favor and go into your podcast app and rate us? Even better, would you write us a glowing review? That'll help other listeners to find us. And make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also find our website at everydaythinplaces.com and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Thin Places. Well, that about wraps this up. We talked about the concept of thin places. We explained what our podcast is about and we had fun while doing it. I would call that a successful first episode. Agreed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful for all of our friends who have supported us and helped us to get us this far. We cannot wait to connect with so many more of you also. So until next time, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Rachel. Bye. Bye.